Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hi guys. Hi guys. So just an FYI, in true, there we go, in true coronavirus parenting, I am solo parenting today. We are recording this at the, what feels like the ass crack of dawn, but it's like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I have no childcare. Lightly, you might hear the almost slide in the background. My daughter is eating a bagel and just, so you might hear some noises like my kid talking into the microphone randomly or whatever. And I'm still in my jammies, no bra on, and period underwear. Life's good. We've survived another week. I feel like it's, you know what, actually, Ashley, today I'm going to watch 28 Days Later or whatever. Not the one about rehab, but the one about zombies. I love the one about rehab. I know, I but I want to watch movie. the zombie one because I feel like I'm at the place now where I can laugh at the similarities between a zombie apocalypse and now. Yeah. I don't know. It's still too soon for me. It's still too much of a possibility for me to be able to, to watch it. But. Do you see in the camera right now my daughter is spreading mustard on my shoulder? Fake mustard? I did not. Anyway. You guys, we've got a great show for you today. Inspired by Sebastian's recent birthday, we're exploring our options when it comes to birthdays in a pandemic. We're going to be giving you some ideas for your next pandemic birthday. (laughs) Plus, we're chatting with not only the nicest, most adorable guys, if they weren't married, and if we weren't married, we might try to date them. Like literally texting each other during the interview saying, I would marry them. Which one's yours? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I got the guy on the right, like we did when we were 12, like trying to pick out boys together. They are not only the nicest and cutest guys, but the only kids musicians backed by Scooter Braun. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag and up next, the the tits and and the the shits. shits. (laughs) Luna just said tits. (laughs) Okay, so my tits are, man, I feel like I am back on my game. It only took five months. You really are. You're going hot, hot and heavy. I am hot. So much so, Carrie was like, the spirit of your spitfire dead grandmother has taken over. Although she did not enjoy working, and that's the truth. She was not a, she was not a worker. Um, she was full yes. of moxie, but um, not I not do feel like, though, some sort of her, like, spirit energy has come into you. Yeah, man. I'm, I feel like I'm on fire. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, things are being received perfectly well. Although they, they are. are. I guess they are. I just feel like... Like, first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, start working. You know, Matt puts Sebastian down, gives him a bath, puts him down. I'm working. It's just, like, constant. It's yeah. constant. Isn't it nice, though? Because I feel like we planted a garden, and we're finally seeing little yes. sprouts. Little, little tiny sprouts are coming out. Man, it is nice to see, especially in this pandemic. I think we should make our announcement right now. Okay, guys, we're going to make an announcement. Pay attention. Tell your kid to shut up for one second. Luna, I need you to be quiet for a second. No, I didn't mean you. I meant the people listening. Oh, because my kid is being going like this. (laughs) No, I meant for the moms listening. Got it. You're going to want to pay attention. Mom Taraj is reconfiguring their format. We, starting September 10th, 
will be live streaming on Facebook and YouTube weekly, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be a live interactive talk show every week. We're going to take the audio from that. That'll still be our podcast. You guys are still going to get the content you know and love. The show is essentially the same. We're just going to be able to interact with you guys more. And Ashley and I are going to like see each other and there's going to be a drinking game every episode. So I have a feeling that these episodes are going to get wackier and wackier. (laughs) Yeah, wackier for sure. But I think you guys are really going to like it. I'm excited about it. My mom, as soon as we move, my mom said that she'll watch the baby every Thursday so that if we get so drunk and I need to sleep over, I can do that. Uh, I mean, I, I asked my parents if they could watch Sebastian on Thursday nights because Matt's basically going to be our control room. So Perfect. Anyway, we're really excited. If you care to see our faces, you'll be able to see them. We'll be able to interact like we did pre-COVID, which is always, I think, slightly better interaction. It'll be super fun. It'll be super fun. And you know what? If you don't care for it, you can just keep listening weekly, same day, Wednesday, and that's cool too. That's right. Variety is the spice of life, guys. Yeah, so it's very important at this point to stay posted on all of that. You're going to want to go to our Instagram page, which is Momtourage Podcast. Same thing for Facebook. It's Momtourage Podcast. Follow along there because we're going to be giving you updates and links and all that kind of fun stuff so you know exactly where to go, what to do, all of that. So that's really one of the things that we have been just like working away on. My shits are, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this, I don't really like my kid right now. (laughs) Right after an interview we did yesterday, Sebastian walks in and goes, I don't like you, mommy. No, I don't love you. No, 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 no. Firstly, I was taking a period shit, okay? I was on the toilet with my laptop. Carrie was on the laptop. We were FaceTiming. Don't write. Don't even. This is how it is. We talk to each other and FaceTime while shitting, whatever. Period shits, because you know those are sloppy and you know there's a lot that goes into a period Anyway. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian walks into the bathroom and says, Mommy, I don't love you. He specifically made an entrance to tell you that. I mean, it's been like this. We went to my parents' RV last week to their camp and, and uh, were there for like six days. And he was kind of terrible the entire time. And he's a good kid. He really is. I love him very much. I just need to put that out there for anyone who wants to be judgy and shit. I guess you're listening to the wrong show if that's who you are. He just was kind of terrible. The whole trip, he acted so bratty. So he's definitely going through some kind of something, but it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I just, I'm tired of dealing with it. Even Matt's tired of it. You know, it's been, again, five months of nonstop being with our kid. There was one night last week where we almost got the night off, and he threw a fit when he had to come home. So here we are. My tits are, my kid is freaking hysterical. We went on a family vacation, quarantined family together, just to a different locale. And she started making up a story about a flamingo biting her needing a band-aid and then when I asked her why the flamingo attacked her she first said it was because the flamingo wanted her shoe as flamingos do the flamingo had a peach shoe and she had a pink shoe and then when I asked her again she said it was because the flamingo peed on her shoe Mm. And I am just here for this kind of content from my daughter. Like, I mean, it's very you. I know. I'm just like, yes. And like, I'm basically like we're in improv. And so she's been making up crazy 
stories and she's putting together like three words at a time, but she can piece like a whole story together by three words, three words, three words. I think it's hysterical. The other day she told me that dad eats poop and it's yucky. (laughs) And I'm like, he does eat shit. All the shit I serve him up every day. So I was just like, I'm not a baby person. I don't really like babies. I'm not into them. I was a nanny. So obviously I know what to do with babies. It's not like I hate babies. It's just not my thing. This kind of mischievous and frustrating time where they ask a million questions, they tell crazy stories. This is what I like, actually. And as tiring and frustrating it is, this is like my favorite stuff. And I always used to watch kids around this age. It's my favorite. So I love that she is like a spirited, crazy storyteller. I just love it. That's good. What are your shits? Buying a house sucks. Oh, yeah. It really Buying does. a house <laughs> sucks. Can confirm it does, in fact, suck. I mean, look at me being like, wow, we're buying a house. Like, it doesn't suck in that I've always wanted to own a house. I'm excited about the house. Who am I to say it sucks because I have the means and the wherewithal to buy a house? Like, you know, that's poor me. But, man, the process of buying a house sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It really does. We've lost, and especially when you've been trying for a year, and then you really need to around COVID. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it just sucks. That's all. And, you know, we've made offers on homes that we didn't get, and there's been bidding wars, and we're needing to get out of this house, and there's like a time situation, and it's adding stress to everything on top of it. And then we haven't even done the actual like moving part, which also sucks. (laughs) Oh, there is nothing that I think I hate more. So I'm just getting like stress acne. I've totally stopped working out or dieting because I can't do that on top of all of this house stuff. It's just too much. Let me tell you, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But when it's all said and done, which it will be eventually, you know, you have maybe a couple of months of all of the closing, the moving and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a couple of months. And then you're going to be in your home. You're going to be able to take your sweet time unpacking. Life will be totally Oh, you're not different. married to Lee. No sweet time. It's one day. I'm packing no. one day. No, no, no and you know what? I could not be married to Lee. That is not. That is not an insult to Lee at all in He any will world. hire professional unpackers to have it Great. done in one day. You know what? That might be one aspect about Lee that I would love to be married to Lee for. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. So that's my tits and my shits. I was going to say the tits are that I'm getting a house and the shits are that I'm getting a house. But then I remembered (laughs) Luna's crazy stories. Stick around. We're hanging out with the Beat Buds. All right. Today we are chatting with Jonathan Jonah and Matthew Shapiro, two lifelong best friends that have become Hollywood's go-to kids party band and soon to be stars of a new animated Nickelodeon show your kids will be absolutely obsessed with. Welcome to Beat Buds. Thanks. Thanks Thanks so much. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah. We're very excited to have you. So we should be calling you Johnny Jingles and Maddie Maracas, right? Yeah, sure. We do that. Yeah. (laughs) So what, aside from, we know that you met at Temple, like, listen, my lifelong dream was to marry a nice Jewish boy, and I did. (laughs) So I love how it started that you met at Temple, but what is the Beat Buds origin story? Wow. Boy. It's Uh, a long one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you know someone. When you know someone since the age of six, and you know, the the great thing about our relationship too is that uh, we were best friends since six, and um, we never had that kind of relationships where our, our paths kind of veered, and then, you know, we reunited on Facebook and then met up again and it was never that kind of thing. We became best friends and we stayed best friends. So when you have that kind of relationship, it's a long story. It's a yeah, really yeah. long story. I mean, I, I met him by the book, uh, by the bookshelf, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's that simple, right? And, and from that point on, it was just like a, 
a connection. This was before music. It wasn't like music was our connection in any way. It was yeah. just, you know, we both had you know, same likes and, yeah. and like to tell jokes and yeah. have a good time. And that's where it all started. Transformers, sandbox, yeah. sand, you know, slides and sports and all those kinds of things. And uh, Same thing as me and Ashley, obviously. <laughs> yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Transformers, the Decepticons, I love that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, it started with that. And, and when you build that kind of a bond and then you find music together and then you can build that together as well. And, you know, we, we played in bands yeah. together and, and found our instruments. Luckily, we both picked different instruments, um, much to his dad's chagrin because <laughs> his dad was a guitar player. So his dad really would have loved for him to have picked guitar as well. Yeah. But he didn't, luckily, and he played drums, which allowed us to form a band. Which um, I think we knew, you know, subconsciously that like, look, you know, from what we had seen maybe on MTV, like you do this, I do that. Right. You know, and that kind of maybe helped me make my decision into the instrument that I, that I chose. I mean, I'm a drummer at heart, but it definitely worked out. That's for it sure. It sure did. And, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, toured the country together um, in rock bands, lived in a van, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> played 250 shows a year, you know, did it the right way and um, did yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Matt... Uh, you know, fast forwarding, um, but not too much because that was really important to to build our bond. Um, yeah, this is not a regular band scenario where we interchange, where John and I interchanged. It, it wasn't based off of music. It was based off of a real genuine friendship, you know, growing up together. So right. it wasn't like, oh, our, our style, music differences stylistically changed and we went separate ways. We always just, being best friends, just like were interested in what the other was listening to and was liking. And then I was like, oh, I like that too. And just... Just yeah. being the same, and we sharing grew. a brain, yeah. it ends up, uh, you know, just working out. As the girlfriend or partner of a man who was also a touring musician in a van, you really must like each other because touring yeah. in a van with a bunch oh, of yeah. people is not for the faint of heart. So that no, really yeah, attests yeah, to your You, you learn everything about each other. You know, I mean, you, you literally know everything. I knew what he was going to say before he said it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the times we would get in the van, he'd be like, you remember the time? And I, yeah, yeah, I remember the time. <laughs> are, yeah. are you guys married? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. No, no, no. To other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that too. That too. But yeah, it, both, sometimes our wives are a little jealous, but yeah. you know. That's what I was uh, going to ask. Is it hard for your wives to uh, to compete with you guys, I guess? Yeah. But both married and uh, and both have kids. You know, we're, we're both dads as well, which lends itself to this. But, you know, that kind of is the story as well. You know, the band was playing and, and we were touring really hard. But Matt married his high school sweetheart. Yeah, I find relationships and I stick with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to say I don't. Not to say I don't. <laughs> but I just found no, mine. I yeah. found mine later. Is all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Matt married his high school sweetheart and... And uh, had kids before I did. So uh, it prevented him from doing these 250 shows a year. And at that time, the band had some opportunities to start going overseas to Europe. And, you know, doing, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks away. And Matt was like, look, I I got diapers to put on kids. And this might support the single L.A. studio apartment living lifestyle. But it's not putting diapers on my kid right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so we had to make some hard decisions at that point. But it never affected our relationship. Because, again, we drew back to a relationship that we had long prior to music. Yeah. So, um, remained the best of friends. He supported my musical journey. I supported his journey in fatherhood and everything else that he was doing. And it was amazing. The connection didn't stop there. It was always like, you know, we kept 
kept track of each other right. as he was overseas. Right. You know, so, just so, you know, wondering, you know, the, the songs that he's working on and wanting to chime in just, you know, from my position over here in, in L.A., just, you know, working odd jobs and stuff like that. So the connection never died. It's it's not one of those situations of reuniting in any way. It just kind of kept going and changed along the way, but always stayed strong. Yeah. So uh, I think at that point, what ended up happening, I think we can then fast forward to Matt had a horrific back injury yeah. while working a, a job at Trader Joe's. Yeah. 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 I lifted I lifted wrong in one specific instance and my whole lower half of my body went numb. Numb. Like I, I no, no feeling, nothing to the touch. I mean, oh my like God, it's horrifying. Over and, 35 uh, year old cautionary tales. Yeah. <laughs> at that moment, I had to go emergency surgery, Cedar Sinai. Immediately admitted, admitted in there, MRIs, the whole nine, quick. They released the nerve, um, a herniated disc slammed into some nerve endings in my spine, caused that numbness. And, and sure enough, I had to then change my whole outlook on life, could no longer do manual labor, do work in the grocery business, which I actually loved, and had to reconfigure at that point, which is a scary thing to do. Uh, at that age, right, I got, a, I got a, at that point, a six month, six month old. My wife's holding down the fort. You know, the disability is like dwindling. Yeah. Right? But I mean, I had a good network around me and uh, a lot of, a lot of creative people around me that were throwing ideas at me and just eventually just started to get my wheels moving. And we kind of, I don't know, we stumbled upon something, you know, with some first, with my daughter's first birthday party. There were some musicians there. Yeah, and my yeah. nephews were yeah. the same exact age as well. Doing some a little, kids music. A little older and some music and things were happening at that time. And, uh, um, yeah, Matt was. I was rehabbing. Yeah, he was rehabbing right by my home studio at the time, and he'd have his daughters because he was doing the Mr. Mom thing often, which was an amazing time. Like, yeah. I mean, dads in a lot of instances do just do not get like a year to just be Mr. Mom with a with like a six. Yeah, month, you yeah. Know? So I was like doing all these music classes, you know, as you guys know about with you know with art classes, music classes, gym classes, and I was the, the dad there, you know, like checking it out, just lo- starting to love this world. Yeah. In the meantime, though, like I'm. T- talking to John the whole time just letting him know I mean look we both wanted to have families I just mine just came before John so it was just a matter of time I mean I've always wanted to communicate with him as my best friend like what I'm involved in and what I'm seeing yeah and John was always really open-minded to like like what are you seeing out there yeah you know and And, uh uh, yeah so he would (laughs) would come by the studio and uh well he he was he would you know help me work with my stuff and but when his daughter was with him you know obviously that we were not working on the rock stuff so his daughter would be with him and often my nephews would be with me and then we would do just kid stuff and we'd fool around with the instruments in the studio and we would record them and their voices and we just had fun with that kind of stuff and uh, at the time it was CDs we'd burn CDs for them and they would have fun he would tell me about these classes that they were in he brought a CD in one time and he said this is the music that uh, they're giving out in these classes and I remember I was like keep an open mind I remember being uh, unenthusiastic about hearing what was being offered for his kids. And my sister was there that day as well. And she said, you know, we're in a different class. I was like, bring me what you guys are, are listening to. And she brought in that CD and I was unenthusiastic about that as well. And I was like, is this really what the kids are listening to? And she was like, yeah, this is. And it wasn't so much about what the kids are listening to because the kids were pretty happy. It was more about the fact that the parents had to be listening to this stuff while the kids are listening to it. Over yeah. and over right, and over yeah. and over and over again. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm listening from like both perspectives, right? I mean, as a musician and then listening 
something as a dad and trying to find the common ground there and having a little bit of trouble finding that common ground. So his reaction kind of validified my feelings in a lot right. of respects, you know, but I just wasn't so willing to just come out and say, hmm, I'm just not happy with yeah. this because it's a new genre. Like you don't want to just go in and bash a genre if you if you don't, you know, if you haven't spent enough time in it. But right. I mean, right. the fact is that there was a lot of response. A lot of people felt that way. And John was the one that really cleared that up yeah. for me in my mind. And so that day, right there and then, I said, why don't we record a couple songs for the kids just for your own sanity for my, my sister and for him you know and, and my, uh, yeah my wife too so we did and we recorded a couple songs and put the kids on it and they you know did their shaker thing and we did a couple songs and one of them was the train song yeah that was the first one and then it was the hello song and we did those songs and we just burned a couple CDs gave it to my sister gave it to him over time my sister said burn me you know 10 CDs for my friends his wife said burn me 10 CDs for my friends and it was just kind of started spreading around our network and again we're from LA we've been here our whole lives six like years COVID. old but good. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing, too, is like we grew up here. Obviously, we've been involved in the music scene out here and we know a lot of people just through the years. So a lot of them, I think, within our network understood the Johnny and Maddie best friendship. Just everybody coming out to clubs in the rock days and doing all this stuff. And they were really they were, they were like rooting for us in a way, yeah. you know, and all our peers are having kids. Right. I mean, they're all parents and we're, we're right there. So I think that they just really took to to the songs that we recorded and, and understood the dynamic of the Maddie and Johnny yeah. in that music and then sure thing I mean gosh I mean it, it was like wildfire yeah it was really cool and I'll, I'll never forget it because at the time my band was still touring overseas and we were doing really well overseas yeah. we had a big following overseas and uh, I remember going away and at that time I would I'd put my phone off in airplane mode for like eight weeks, you know, and no. uh, I'd, I'd come back home and I'd have, you know, a thousand messages. And at that time, you know, 500 were, were for Matt and I landed back in JFK and I have 500 messages from this guy asking me if I want to play at a birthday party. And um, I mean, that came next, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, can you right. play at my, my children's birthday party? And I no. called him back and I go, Matt, I, yesterday I just played in Germany for 7,000 people. I go, no, I don't want to play a birthday party <laughs> and i was like i have no disability money left you're playing, you are party. playing a birthday party <laughs> yeah and if i can add it all up it works out monetarily <laughs> so oh, i know um, i hired a children's performer for my daughter's first birthday yeah, right yeah. so um so anyways we got back home and we thought about like how are we going to take these two songs that we did and you know write a few more and maybe put in a couple cover songs and how are we going to present them as a two piece right. because we definitely didn't want to make it a band situation we didn't want to pay other people yeah, I, I was over that you know yeah. organizing practices um, dealing with the different personalities obviously besides us right um, and I, I was looking for something like something real something solid yeah you know and we knew we were like you know what we got to do this as a duo yeah we got to do this as a duo we can't yeah, we can't be yeah I mean it affects the overhead sure uh, monetarily but like what can we do to make these songs that we recorded on the Pro Tools rig, which have a lot of layers, a lot of different textures. How can we bring it to life for the kids? Yeah. And we're like, we could run tracks if we want and make all the sounds, but is that really, are kids really going to even respond to that, you know? And we're like, wait a minute, maybe we should somehow include the kids as like the third member of the Beat Buds. Like, whenever we go do these birthday parties, let's make them a part of the band. Right. So we thought like, well, why not give them instruments so they could play along with us and make the song sound great the way we envisioned them, right? And sure enough, we did that birthday party. We brought out those instruments, and it was like out of control. Yeah, it was great. energy galore. We're like, we're looking at each other because, like, and this is all new ground for us. I mean, I, we really no experience there. 
Um, obviously, with our own kids, we have a good you know children's dynamic. We understand children, but like it was like wildfire. It was incredible. Yeah. And we played the songs. The kids were smiling. The parents were smiling ear to ear smiles, watching their kids actually participate playing music. They're talking to us like pretty much strangers, but like they they got us, we got them, and sure enough, like one birthday party led to two more as a result of someone else watching and then that birthday party led to more and then more and then more yeah, and I mean, then we were just full parents love to pimp people out because yeah. we know when there's quality and you're like this babysitter this you, we're gonna pimp you out this is exactly. gonna go. <laughs> it's like there, yeah. we kind of like get off on knowing like i know the best of this thing and it's a parenting right. hack and you need to know about it too right. it's it's yeah. a weird um universal parenting thing so yeah. how do you go right. from that to like was kid Chella the big celebrity break <laughs> It was one of them. Yeah. It was one of them. Jessica I mean, Simpson was before that. Yeah. I think. She was, one of I mean, very, she was one of our very, very first clients was Jessica Simpson. Yeah. And, I, th- um, I think the Jessica Simpson one was the one that, I don't know, that that, that spread too. I mean, like you said, I mean, you guys tell every, tell everybody about, you know, what happens at these birthday parties and pictures go out and the social media aspect. But I think Jessica Simpson was really the first one that, that was able to put us, yeah. put us on the map. Then, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, the funny thing is about this is that like, besides just yeah, the Jessica Simpson party there's so many industry folk at these parties that like we're playing for powerful people we don't even know about right you know and sure enough we play another birthday party and then a celebrity's at that one yep right so like that's that's how it is yeah yeah and then we get that then we got that celebrity right you know uh who came next i mean then kardashian was the big one yeah kardashian was was a really big one but is that the most extravagant we're big we're big kardashian as we call them the kardashians we're big fans (laughs) wait bruce willis you said yeah, we did Bruce Willis, I think, really early That was a long too, time That was a big he one for us. A young child, though. We, oh, yeah, we right. Were, yeah. He's a hometown hero for me, so I have spent a lot of money in theater school to get rid of my accent, but basically Bruce Willis and I have the same accent. Oh, nice. It's like a nice. Philly I love kind Bruce of, Willis. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. That was a special one for me because, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, too bad you don't have the same action that. film career as Bruce Willis also. I mean, I would like to, actually. I mean, you don't know. There's still yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> so that Amen. Me too, too, sis. And then a big one for us early on was also uh, Henry. Which Winkler Kardashian? Really early. It was, it was Kim, Kim and Kanye. Kanye yeah. Kim and Kanye. It was, was Kidchella. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That, it was but like you know, the, the other thing the original too, extravagant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, the original, yeah. And the other thing, too, was that we didn't, um, and we still don't, we really don't ever promote, like, who we played for in terms of celebrities or anything like that. And I think it, uh, yeah. not intentionally or anything like that, but it didn't, it, it really kind of worked for us because LA's a small, big town, and we're just ended up getting out, and everyone knows everybody, and we're just really started getting out. And it was like, did you hear that they did this? And once people started knowing that they could have the same band that Kim and Kanye had, it was, uh, it's, it got pretty busy for us pretty fast. Side question. Do you get the swag bag that the kids get? Sometimes if it's offered, we never That's take awesome. it. <laughs> Ashley and I love swag bags. So I'd you be said like, you yeah. never got it? in that swag bag for those kids. <laughs> we get the party favorites sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? Did you uh, say you never you know, take it? No, no, we will. We'll, we'll take it. If somebody offers oh, okay. it, we're taking it. If I was like, offered, you we should take, take that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if it's offered, we'll take it, but we won't Got just it. take it. We won't just take it. I mean, the, the interesting thing is, is like, like we have sometimes so many parties in a day that we're just like in and out. We're like a machine. You know, we yeah. go in. It's really, really fun because like you can go into these celebrity parties and, you know, everybody's just chit-chatting and then we could, you know, we'll get on stage and we'll just like try to electrify the whole party. It happened in the in the Kardashian one. Everybody's just kind of doing their chit-chat. Then we get a chance to get out there and play and like we could just kick it up a notch, right? For an hour and we hit the road. You know? Yeah. It was amazing seeing Kanye play the tambourine. Right. 
um, that that was an that was an amazing moment. Yeah, we're just we're we're a machine, and we go in and and we do our we do our hour. We don't like we're not. We don't gawk at wow. any of stuff. We a full hour. That's that's your set at a birthday party. Like fifty minutes. Yeah, that's great. That's a- My kids' performer did not play that long. Let no. me tell you, she was like, you, "We get the bang for the minutes. buck." Yeah, yeah. Buds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Look, I mean, I think because we have a pretty good formula and how to keep the kids entertained and keep their attention. And beyond that, too, what ended up happening is the kids got and the families got really familiar with the material as well. So you know, I think there's a lot of people, and this is what we saw as well when we first started, is that anyone can come in there and. And, you know, pass out tambourines or egg shakers or whatever it is. But what ended up happening is that people were getting very familiar with our material. And when you have the two guys who are singing that material come in and share that material with you that you're so familiar with and you've fallen in love with, I think that it just you want to hear all of it. Attention span. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like bringing so, a band. It's like bring, bringing the band that you were listening to on the way to the concert like, right. into your house. You're already familiar. We always would send a CD when people were listening to CDs in advance right. so that it was for, uh, there was some familiarity. And uh, that's smart. And back to John's point earlier the fact is is that like we wanted to write music that the parents could enjoy as well so that they felt good about hiring us yeah right i mean uh there's so many different types of things that you could bring to a birthday party that really do nothing for the parents you know? yeah yeah and that was you know we would hear that a lot you know parents would say to us you know i can i can hire spider-man and my kids will love spider-man um but spider-man does nothing for us parents, you know? But when I hired the Beat Buds, we're all getting something and we're enriched by this experience together and everyone's getting something out of out of having you guys here. And those were always some of my favorite compliments. What year were the Beat Buds born? Like, what is, how long have you guys been at this Beat Buds journey? I mean, it's hard to tell you, like, this Beat Buds thing, it started as a seed. So uh, what year is, did it really start? I mean, I guess the ideas of it really started at the end of 2012. Yeah, but the wow. business didn't start firing probably until, like, 13, yeah, until the end of 2013. Yeah. Uh, I mean, considering it happened really quickly, considering you, you talked to business owners and entrepreneurs yeah. and how quick we started our business. But um, I think that probably the end of 2013 was when we probably started having our yeah. some of our good success. Yeah. Good for you guys. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank so you. how did you hook up with Scooter Braun in all of this? Because that is like... I saw that on your website and I was like, what? That's incredible. Yeah, it was incredible for us. Yeah, yeah. another example of just probably the same scenario, maybe playing at a birthday party and not knowing who's in the audience. Yeah, because that's the that's the craziest part about it. You know, when, when you play and, you know, Justin Timberlake's sitting next to you, you know Justin Timberlake's there. But yeah. in L.A., you just, you never know when it's his agent. Yeah. Or his lawyer, because those people, you know, you, you don't recognize by their faces, but those are the really powerful people in L.A. that are really. That's how I got my first big job in L.A. I was catering an event and at a celebrity's house and they nice. knew me from something else. And then it was like, that's the L.A. vibe. You're like, you better yeah. be ready at all times. I was right. going to make a joke about waiting tables in L.A. for all the years that I did. And then I was like, well, there's no payoff to that. So we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> But yeah, you know, so with Scooter, and at that time too, you know, Scooter's a, a much more recognizable face even now than he was when when we first met him. But um, but at that time, I mean, I didn't know Scooter by face, but I knew him by name. I didn't even know. Really. Yeah, they were in a class with us, but it wasn't hosted by them. It was hosted by another family. Mm. And I think that that family's child got a, got a cold or something, so they couldn't host it. But rather than cancel until that child got better, um, Scooter's and their family uh, decided to host at their class in the interim. So we just shifted over to their house and Scooter was there for all of those mornings. You know, we met him, but, um, you know, nothing really came of it for the first few. And then one day we were, you know, loading out after we did our morning 
mommy and me class that he was a part of. He came down and he said, look, my, you know, my wife's pregnant and, you know, often I'm, I'm with our, our child and sometimes if he's having a, a rough time before a nap or something like that, I'll put your guys' music on and it really helps him just to have your music on. So I'm a music manager and uh, you guys have earned a free phone call. If you ever need any advice, let me know. He was like, my name's Scott Braun. Let me know. And we're like, Scott Braun. I love because it seems like you guys are just really good guys. Yeah, just like super were, and genuinely nice. Yeah, and you yeah. Who are like nice. have been in the right place at the right time for not all of your life. Obviously, you have ups and downs, but I love that this happened so organically because sometimes yeah. the best things really yeah. do. It's like it was set in motion even for before sure. you could put it into motion. For yeah. sure. And we always talk about that too because we never looked at this as a business that we thought, hey, how can, how can we exploit children? and make yeah. some money you know yeah. yeah I was I was pretty much you know trying to make it in a rock band will take the wind out of your sails yeah you know this was a whole other thing we had a business that was firing already I was finally making my living as a musician doing you know, doing the beat but so like I'm super happy smiles from ear to ear already yeah. so I, I don't really need anything more I'm supporting my family I mean I'm I'm hanging out with my best friend things are working out I just suffered a massive back injury and I'm on the upswing better than I was before so like you know oh talk about these managers and industry folk I'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah whatever you yeah. know I, I, you know that's cool that's cool but we got our thing going yeah so we're good but you know you always want to strive for a little something more yeah, you know? yeah. and if it just <laughs> happens upon your lap why not yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly and when you know when he said Scott Braun, you know, first thing that's, that clicked with, with me was, and I'm sure with Matt too, was, well, this is a big house. We're pretty good at, at knowing uh, how to, houses and their worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got Zillow. I know. This is, a, this is a big house in a good area. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so this Scott Braun must be somebody. So as soon as we got in the car, I'm like, Google Scott Braun. I'm like, I'm like, wait, Scooter Braun? I know who Scooter Braun is. I might not know who Scott Braun is, but I know who Scooter Braun is. Thanks, Google. And, uh, and we were like, we should probably call about this favor at some yeah. point, you yeah. know? But uh, we didn't really need to because we these classes that we do are an ongoing thing. So we're seeing him every week. Yeah. Uh, building a personal relationship with these people. That's the, the kind of the special thing I think about the Beat Buds is like, we're not just a band on stage playing and everybody comes and sees us. We're in your homes. Right. We are, we are like right there. We're part of the family, essentially. And you're there. The, the comfort, you're relatable to their weakest thing, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. like the thing that, that loves you the most about them is their child. And that I'm sure is their weakness. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. What, a, what a like relationship you're building without even knowing knowing a person. Children right. are like a great thing. leveling field. It's like we can all relate on that field. You're like, your child has shot on you, hasn't it? Yes, we both have that no matter how yeah. famous or how yep. much. We've yeah. all been pissed on and shit on by yeah. our kids. We all yep. couldn't get them to sleep. We're all, it's a great leveler. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys are absolutely right. And the, the other amazing part about it too is that this was his first child at the time who loved us, absolutely loved us, was, our, it was his favorite thing. And you got to think for a guy like Scooter who, you know, music is his life and that's what he goes to work to do you know he comes home from that and then all he hears is daddy beat buds beat buds beat buds beat buds so like we're just we're in his face yeah, yeah. constantly yeah. Yep. you can't get away from it it was just it was a remarkable thing you know it was this like universe kind of lining up for us where all the stars were just kind of 
pointing towards us in, in his world as well. So we never had to really, you know, take him up on that favor. It was just kind of there and it just kind of all made sense. And I think it clicked in his head because it was just a constant reminder in his life, kind of like what you guys said, right? We were just uh, that, that weakest kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It was just always reminding him when he came home from work, just like daddy beat buds, you know, you pretend to be Johnny, I'm going to pretend to be yeah. Maddie. Even after you've been working on music all day long, now right. we're going to do more music, you know? He just approached us again and he was like, look, I know what to do with you guys. And uh, you guys keep concentrating on what you're doing with this business because you guys are killing it. But there's a bigger picture and uh, let's discuss it. And it was right in line with what yeah. we thought because at that time, we were always behind the business. It was really hard to have perspective because at that time, we were doing, I think, 100 plus events a month. Wow. And it's very hard to have, even though we knew what we wanted to see the business become, it's very hard to have perspective and achieve those things when you're doing 100 plus events a right, month. Right, there's no at extra time, time for anything else. Yeah. Right, Matt and I weren't even playing shows together anymore because he he was doing it with a different guitar player and I'm doing it with a different drummer and we have to spread it out get yeah. other team members involved. right and we have other satellite beat buds teams out there trying to you know fulfill all the, the demand and stuff but we had done a book for a couple of the songs that you know had these characters and the book's text was based on the lyrics of the song and once we did that we said you know every one of these songs has a story to it and if we have these characters acting out these stories maybe there's a television show here. I was just going to ask that was my next question how did the Nickelodeon show come about tell us about that yeah and that was really it when we aligned with scooter that was really scooter's thing scooter said you know everything kind of falls under this tv show thing and if you let me handle that in this bigger picture you guys handle your birthday party he's like everything else falls under a television show and he's like i want to handle all the big picture stuff you guys handle your thing he's like i'm gonna lay runway for like a year year and a half and we're gonna figure this out together and it was really consistent with what we had in mind for our business and uh yeah. It seemed like a, a rational partnership to get into, so we did. I think that, generally speaking, I think the goal was like, okay, we've crushed this area, this regional L area of L.A., and the kids are loving this. Like, even before we met Scooter, you know, the, the goal is, how can we get more kids to enjoy this? I mean, it, it's it's cool that it's a regional thing, and, like, I love, like, having my cult following, but I just feel like there's a need for something like the Beat Buds in, uh, on the global spectrum. Larger scope, yeah. Totally. Yeah, Absolutely. so so we had developed this logo, you know, the, this Beat Buds logo we're on our shirts, and we, we, even way before Scooter, we looked at it, we're like, God, I mean... Not that, like, I think we're the greatest looking guys or anything like that, but we looked at the logo and we're like, man, there is something visual there. You know, look, we're musicians and that's out of our wheelhouse, the television, although we're getting more adept at it. But, like, we knew that there was something there that could get this to the world. And, yeah, we could do our birthday parties and, oh, the business was growing. I mean, it, you know, that never stops and we'll get there. But how do we get the kids of the world to experience the Beat Buds? And I think that's really when the scooter joined in, the, joined in and said TV. We're like, yeah, I think that's going to be the catalyst that could really get this to have Beat Buds sales in New York. You yeah. Know? And Beat Buds sells, you know, in, in, in Chicago and, and different national areas, maybe even international, obviously, with television. There's no there's no limit. So Scooter was at the right time, saw our vision, was so cool in letting us do what we need to do with the business and understanding the person-to-person -person interaction that this business de was developed on while Scooter handles the larger picture. So yeah. and as two ladies it, who are a two-woman show doing everything, editing, all the stuff, the PR, everything, we understand that feeling when you're, when it's not bogged down because you love doing it, but when you're putting in all the content it's hard to find the greater scope yeah 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 i mean we'd hear from countless uh people just as we play birthday parties that they'd see a television component and you know we're like yeah cool man you know but but like they're right like their kids love it so much and they our core following and our, our, our cult fan base 
wants to see this grow too. Yeah. And like, we also want to do it for them. Yeah. Like, man, wouldn't it be great? Like all of us together, because this was built on everybody in this region. I mean, it, this is like everybody's band. I mean, we promote that your kids are the third member of the band. Let's build this thing together. Yeah. And with all the help of all of the people that we played for, I mean, they're rooting for us. So Scooter came in. He's the main guy. Yeah. That's amazing. So which kid has been had the most extravagant party? Kid Jella? That's pretty up there. I mean, yeah. the Ferris wheel, I mean, come on. Craning <laughs> the was- Ferris wheel. I mean, we're like, are you kidding? Yeah, right over their wall <laughs> from the That's- street, over the wall, into the backyard, massive Ferris. I'm talking about like Santa Monica Pier side. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this Ferris isn't wheel. just your regular little, little carnival swing. Yeah. And I'm guessing it wasn't like a stone 14 year old that usually runs the ride on the <laughs> most Ferris wheels. No, no, this is, this is the real <laughs> They had deal. legit. Yeah. This was yeah. a real carny, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that, I mean, I'd say that that takes the cake, to be honest with you. Yeah. In terms yeah. of sheer size of a birthday party and but we've seen it all i mean yeah. i've shown up to non-celebrity birthday parties where i yeah. pulled up and there was a camel in the driveway you know like i was like yeah i mean this is You're this like, is, is this LA, a tuesday you know? <laughs> i mean those look those celebrity birthday parties they're, they're few and far between it's not like we're just doing celebrities all the time it's mainly just just you know pretty well off people for the most part uh, we have a good demographic of people that, that hire the beat buds but yeah i mean like johnny said ponies that kids are riding that are dressed up in glitter and unicorn Right. You know, I was going to say, I used to be a celebrity nanny, so I've been to many a high-end kids' birthday party, and I have seen some things. I mean, I'm just like, whoa, all right, we're at the Plaza Hotel doing a kids' birthday party for a four-year-old. Let's do this. Yeah. Crazy. But we've seen it all. You know, we've really seen it all. I I tell stories often about, you know, we've we've done a birthday party in the morning at Hillcrest Country Club where the gift table for a two-year-old had iPads and, you know, PCs on it. And then the very next party that we raced to was in Pacoima and we got into uh, the backyard and, you know, it was unmowed and it was family and they had a gift table too. And on the gift table, there was dog food and bedding and blankets. And I asked the parents like what that was all about. And they said, every year we ask our child to pick a charity to donate to and bring. And so like you see everything, you know, and it's really, really, really cool. Um, And I'll tell you when we rock that, you know, when we rock those parties where it's not such a thing to be at this party, it's just a regular family, man, we rock those parties. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah. The kids aren't spoiled by, you know, by seeing anything and everything. And let me tell you there's nothing wrong with either no, you know? no there's really nothing yeah. wrong with either um but i, I get some enjoyment off of yeah it, off of, i love it all yeah. i love it all and we do i mean we do everything we play we play uh schools for disabled children that's and the greatest that's gig probably ever. the greatest gig that we do yeah if we do more of those and figure out a way to play one a week it would take my frame of mind into just like a better place where i could just feel like a better human being at all times yeah because yeah. that's my favorite gig to do i mean the the enjoyment on their faces and the way they just just let loose and no inhibition and what it music does to their body and soul is just the, the greatest yeah, I was gonna thing. Say, I was going to say, music is such a healing thing for everybody, but especially for kids that are a little harder to reach. Right, sure. So my son Sebastian turned three a couple of weeks ago. We weren't able to do a whole lot. Would you guys mind singing him a few songs? Let's do Absolutely. it. You ready? Yeah. You ready? I'll you get my it. instrument. Yeah, I got my guitar. Here, I got my tambourine and my maraca. Okay, let's do it. Well, Sebastian, you know, we wanted to do a little small little birthday party for you right now. From our music studio, as you can see, we have all of our guitars. Yeah, we got so much stuff here. All right. 
Lots of fun little things. Some friends, too. Maybe they'll visit us later. But what I was hoping for is maybe you could get an instrument. Do you have an instrument or anything in the background that you could play? Yes. Um, Do you want to go yeah. get a guitar snake? That's the closest thing we've got. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be wooden spoons. It could be a cardboard box. It could be anything. Like could... Xylophone. Whoa. Yeah, xylophone works for Oh, I love that xylophone. I love that. That's going to sound great in our songs. It sure is. Maybe we could do a little hello song for them. I would love to. I've got my guitar right here. Okay. Yeah. And maybe we could do a little hello song for Sebastian. Make him feel welcome. That's why I'd like to get started. All right. We're all going to play in the band, the Beat Buds, together. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, Beat Buddies. And to the moms and dads. Hello to the nannies. Is that what you guys said, French? Yeah. French yeah. roll is my favorite. And Captain <laughs> my favorite. We can do French. I love French toast. French fries. French fries. Yeah. Right. French dip sandwich. Oh, when you yeah. get older. Yeah. I like French dip sandwich. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Now, act tur- turkey dip, though. Okay. I don't do the beef thing, so turkey dip. Let's do hello in French, which is bonjour. Bonjour means hello in French, yeah. Yeah, Are right. you ready to sing about it? That's right. I'm ready. Play your syllables to that important song for a birthday is the happy, happy bir- birthday song Wait, yeah but there's a problem what did you pick up the cake for sebastian <gasps> Somebody i told you forgot. to pick it up remember today at, at 10 in the morning we oh, had to oh no wait you know what i called postmates oh yeah they, they they're gonna deliver the cake oh man they, they should be here any minute they should let me look out the window they should be here any minute any minute hold on hold on let me look Oh, I, I hear them. They're knocking on the door. Perfect Sebastian, time. they're knocking on the door right now. They're, let me check. Yeah, they're here right now. Yeah, they're here. Yeah. They're here. Oh, Don't worry. Oh, thankfully, you came. They're here right now. It's Sebastian's Come on in. Bring the cake. Okay, bring the cake. Bring the cake over. They're oh. here. 
So here's what we're gonna do, guys. You can all take your, your cameras off mute so that we can all sing happy birthday together. Yeah. Because they delivered the cake. Wow. So Maddie's got it. He's gonna bring it over and we can all sing happy birthday together. You ready, Maddie? I'm ready! Okay, bring it over. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. On the count of three. Whoa. One, two, three. Happy birthday to Take a big breath. Whoa, ready? Let's big blow. Yeah! Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I think Luna and Sebastian need to take a bite of the cake, too. Take a big bite. Take a big bite. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Ooh, does it taste good? Yes. Johnny, yeah. you take a bite. Okay. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. I, mm. Oh, I'm going to take a bite, too. Hold on. Mm. Oh, it was so good. Mm. Oh, such a good oh. cake. We'll eat this later in honor of you, Sebastian. That was so good. That was so delicious. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. I had a good time. Maybe we should do one final song. We're going to sing our goodbye song. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sebastian. I had Luna. so much fun. You rock. Buds family. You're welcome, you're welcome. Bye, Beepots! See you later, crocodiles. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for that performance. He loved it. Can you tell us where to find your music, anything we need to know about you? Just plug yourselves. Give us all the links. Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, our website is www.thebeatbuds.com, and you can see our list of services that we offer. So if you want to have a birthday party or a, a virtual birthday party or get together a mommy and me class, which we do a lot of, you can uh, you can reach out there, and we'll love to get it going. Yeah, and yeah. all our socials are just at The Beat Buds. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't think we do uh, TikTok or any of that other cool stuff. LinkedIn. Not yet. Not yet. And all your music is on Spotify and iTunes and all that? Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, what else, Pandora? Dora, I mean, you, you name it, it's it's out there. And you have a really good YouTube channel I was watching the other day. I was like, these guys are like Blink-182, kind of. <laughs> We've heard that before. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I was getting these, like, these, uh, you know, late 90s rock bands that I was, like, really into at the time, early 2000s. That's, that's our stock. That's yeah. where it comes from. So it's our roots. 
dates for sure. I'm totally calling you guys. Luna's birthday is in October. Regardless of what I'm calling you guys, we're going to do virtual Luna birthday party. <laughs> Ooh, can I <laughs> come? Can yes. And I come? Yes. No, she was into it. She was into it. So let us know. Yeah, and she had so just, my mom it. woke her up from her nap. So she was a hard sell. And even <laughs> she was into it. <laughs> So Good what's the YouTube channel? How do people find it? Is that just at the Beat Buds? As well, right. So all right, cool. YouTube slash the Beat Buds, all that stuff, yeah. And how old are your kids? Mine are six and nine, yeah. two girls. Yeah, and I have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old little boy. Oh, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's thank awesome. you guys so, so much. This was really just a true pleasure, so thank you. Well, thank, you thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. Have a great day. All right, so obviously the Beat Buds are kind of like the ideal thing to do for your kid's birthday. It's the peak experience all, for any kid's party, indoor, outdoor, COVID, non-COVID. Right, just just in general. And yeah. also, like, not for nothing, but I feel good paying people that are genuinely nice people. That's exactly. the point. Yes. Anyway. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry my kid just is talking through this entire thing. Luna, go do that in another room. <laughs> Luna, go in that other room. Sorry, we've gotten close enough where I'm like, get, get out of here like you're my kid. Yeah, it's fine. So in case you don't have the bee buzz. Right. We wanted to explore some other things. So in doing research for some other birthday party ideas, I found this article that kind of confirmed something for me, which is it's still really important to celebrate kids' birthdays despite the pandemic. And honestly, I think it's important for all of us. If you're a birthday celebrator as an adult, I think it's important to keep those traditions because according to them, birthdays and other milestones allow children to feel connected to their community. At a time when communities aren't able to physically come together, it's a Especially important to remind children and myself that they still have a network that cares for them. So let's explore some fun, different ideas. I found some really original ones that I think are really cool. And they are not just the carb parade because I'm going to be honest, I want nothing to do with a carb parade. I don't think I want anything to do with a carb parade either. I haven't been a part of one. No, I think if I was invited, there's a high likelihood I probably... I mean, go. listen, for an old granny that ha- that is having her birthday sure, like sure. in a nursing home or like a kid fighting cancer, sure. Right. We also, you know, we don't know if that granny will see another birthday. Right. Hey, hey, talkie, talkie McTalkerson. Why don't we find that passy and shove it in your mouth again? Oh, yeah. Give her the passy. Peak motherhood. Even though we're trying to get rid of the passy. Shove it in there. I need to record. I, I, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would. Sure. I would do it for an old lady and uh, a kid with cancer. Right. So what we did for my birthday was organize a virtual party via Zoom or Google Hangouts and keep it small so it's not too overwhelming. Yeah. So instead of just having a happy hour, which is what you did and which was great. Yeah. They had some other suggestions, and these are like some... Because you maybe don't want to have a happy hour for your two-year-old. Right. These are some kid-specific ideas. You can do something like hire someone to teach the kids how to paint. Maybe you send them all the the supplies. They each get like a canvas and some paint and stuff, and you have someone teach them. Or, you know, you go the Beat Buds route or an Elsa or something and have them sing. Our listener, Casey Rapetti, who is a good friend of mine, at Casey to Cook, if you're looking for great food content to follow, that's our girl. She made a little like movie date for her son, little Steven. And she basically made these little like kits that had like, you know, the, the little plastic popcorn containers that each had popcorn and snacks and little. Did she like, drop them off at the house? Yes. Houses? Yes. Oh she gosh. dropped them off at each kid's house. And then they all went on, I don't know if it was Zoom or Google Hangouts, and watched the movie together, which I think is so cute. It's a great way for 
for kids to feel together, even from their own homes. That's so creative. Yes. Organize friends to send cards in the mail because it makes people feel good. And it funds the United States Postal Service. Which is a real plus, I'd say. Yes. I did that for an old lady's birthday. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's nice. Organize a scavenger hunt that each kid can kind of do separately. You know, I talk to your neighbors, see if it's okay if you do stuff in their yard, however you want to set it up. But isn't that so cute? You could do it at a park. You know, I love the scavenger hunt idea. I'd be like, find a used plastic glove. Find a... Welcome to New York, kid. Find a used syringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Organize an old-fashioned field day in the backyard or a park. I love that. Love that Potato idea. Plus, it's fitness races. for your kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the spoon in the mouth with the egg on it. You can do an outdoor movie party where you either set up a projector in your backyard or you all go to a drive-in in different cars. I love that people are doing drive-ins because I used to love... I'm old, so I... I've never drive-ins been. were still around when I was a kid. They were still around when I was also, but I've never been to one, ever. I saw Flashdance at the drive-in. Oh, that is like peak 80s. Oh my God, so good. So good. Vid hug, I don't know what that is. Vid hug is, uh, we did it for Sebastian. Everyone, you kind of send a link to all of your friends. They record a video on their phones, a short video. It gets sent to you and Vid hug just like puts it all together. It's basically like an editor that just puts it all together and makes a nice little video so that your you know, kid feels loved and good from, you know, all their family and friends. And you have that forever. And shout out to our past EP, COVID Games, where we talked about a virtual karaoke party. Friend of the pod, Ezra, hosts these amazing virtual karaoke parties. And then Haley actually does virtual bingo. So you could have a virtual bingo, a virtual karaoke night, and you can listen to more stuff about that if you go back and listen to our past EP, COVID Games. Yep. And the other really fun kids idea is like a camping excursion. You can do it in your backyard. You can do it at an actual like camp, but you know, everyone in different tents. I think that's a really fun one. And then I found some good adult ideas. Yeah, there's only a few, but one of them is some kind of outdoor workout class, which is, believe it or not, what I'm thinking. I did a a yoga birthday class outside for someone already. That's so fun. I love that. It's kind of productive. You can still incorporate drinking after if you want. This other one was called, they called it like 35 bottles of wine on the porch. I kind of adapted it and called it 35 bottles of booze. I think it's probably best done if you're organizing it for somebody. But basically you organize a drop off of bottles of wine or bottles of booze on the person's porch. Everyone brings one. Hopefully you're like Ramona Singer where you have 50 great friends on your 50th birthday. These are my closest friends. I have 50 close female friends and they you'll get 50 bottles for 50 years or 35 bottles for 35 years, and then whatever. And them all in one night. Yep. So just as we talked about setting up a Zoom class for kids, you can do it for grownups, like a cooking class, a workout class, a crafting class. I also am thinking about that. Maybe we'll just do a craft hangout for my birthday. Yeah, anyway. that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then the last one that I thought was really cool was a video tarot card reading and everyone gets their tarot cards read. My friend is doing those. How much does she charge? I can't remember. It depends on how many people, but she's at By Felicia. That's your friend? She does tarot card readings? She's a makeup artist and she does tarot. I follow her because I like her funny posts. Yeah, that's my friend. Yeah. So she does video tarot as well. Well, there you have it. Go out, put together a nice birthday party. If you have any other fun ideas, send us a message at momtouragepod at gmail.com because we want to hear it. Hashtag swag bag. 
All right. Hashtag swag bag. All right. These, as usual, are obsessions, things that we just would put in a swag bag if we could, you know, throw a party and give swag bags. If you follow us on Instagram or YouTube, because we have a YouTube channel now, you have seen that unboxing video that Sebastian and I did from the Baby Boom virtual baby conference show. And there was one product that we didn't put in the unboxing video, and I kicked myself for it. And the reason we didn't is because as soon as we opened the box, I was like, oh yeah, we're using these tonight. And that is Mommy's Bliss Kids Sleep Gummies. I halfway feel bad promoting this because I kind of feel like I'm drugging my kid a little <laughs> bit. But we use them. We've used it two times. We It's not a thing we do every night. And it's basically like we're going to use one tonight. We're leaving in the afternoon, driving to Delaware, going to see Matt's parents. And I know that Sebastian's going to be all wound up tonight. It's going to take him hours to calm down and be able to fall asleep. So instead, we give him this one gummy. It's melatonin. It's not a drug. It's just a supplement. And let me tell you, it is a magic I am so grateful to this Mommy thing. has magic gummies. Yeah, I have my magic gummies and now my child does too. And they are two very different kinds. But um, man, oh man. Oof. I love that. I need to get some It of is linked in the show notes. I don't know if there's ever been a thing that I think every parent should have as much as I think it's these magic gummies. I, and I'm telling you. Hey, do the right thing. And, and reach out. Mommy's Bliss is like a... a pretty good natural holistic brand so i feel really good giving him that you should uh, be our sponsor of our show yeah i'm gonna reach out i'm gonna reach out so you guys can do the right thing i'll, I'll take all the work off your shoulders mommy's bliss Yes, we got you. Okay, so mine is a student of mine wrote a kid's book, and it's just right up my alley. And it's about uh, like kids' mindful meditation and finding your peace and calm and happy place about friendship and differences and like community and different life tools to live your life in a mindful way. And it offers like shared experiences that parents and their children can do together to help raise a mindful kid. And I just really love it because I'm looking for ways to bring mindfulness into Luna's life. Like we talked about Zen Pig. I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. And this is another book that helps teach kids how to deal with these kind of tricky life situations with breath and and mindfulness. And we'll be doing this on another show. I, I, as a child, suffered from really, really bad anxiety and OCD. And I feel like it was a different time because it was like the 70s and 80s. You know, it was like kids don't have anxiety. Right. But I wish I had these tools from when I was young because looking back on my life, I know that some of the things that I did was all like anxiety based. And so I just love it. She's a single mom. Her and her kid are adorable. And they're in the crowdfunding stage. There's a publisher, a crowdfunding publisher called Publisher, S-H-I-Z-E-R.com. And the book is called Odette's Alphabet. I think the campaign ends next week. It ends at the end of the month, at the end of August. And then it'll be published. So it's sort of like a, what is the thing that they do for, Go? is it GoFundMe? Yeah. What is the one where? Kickstarter? Yeah. It's like a Kickstarter, but for publishing. That's cool. And it's just the perfect time for this book to come out, Odette's Alphabet that's come out because I've noticed in my friend's kids and even a little bit in Luna that they're feeling the anxiety that we're all feeling and they're taking it on and they're expressing it kind of in different ways yeah. than adults would. Yeah. And so to be able to open up the topic in a way that is like a book that feels like there's actionable things to do. That's the hardest thing I think about meditation for people is that you just like feel like, oh, I just have to sit and let my mind be okay with it. No, there's actionable things that you can yeah. do. And this book helps bring those actionable things that you and your child can do to help calm down and have a more mindful existence. I love that. Guys, what a great 
fun, different show filled with challenges like children talking and Guys, you're gonna, trucks. you're going to hear a lot of children talking and a lot of, well, by a lot, I just mean my time. Yeah, and, you know, just general mood, <laughs> like mine, you know, mom shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go change my kiddo's diaper. Talk to you soon. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. <laughs>